Good morning. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs points out that in our Parsha, we meet one of the most unexpected heroes of the entire Torah, a person without whom the complete story of Exodus would have been very different. And it's a person who had nothing to gain. And I'm referring to the daughter of Paro. Paro issued a decree that all of the male children among the Jews should be killed. And as you know, Yocheved and Amram gave birth to a baby boy. For three months they hid him, but then they put him in a basket to go down the river. And then the Torah tells us that Paro's daughter went to bathe along the river together with her maidservants. And she sees this baby in the basket and she has one of the servants bring it to her. And she opens the basket. She sees it's a baby boy. Vatomer, and she says, This child is a Jewish baby. Now let's understand what that means. Maybe initially, her instinctive reaction, seeing a baby floating on the water, is to look after the baby. But when she realizes that this is a Jewish baby, she realizes, of course, that her father... Paro had decreed that the baby should be killed. For her to take compassion on this baby is not only an act of compassion, it is also to disobey a royal command from her father. And remember, she was not alone. She was there with her maidservants. So it would have been very understandable if somehow the word were to get out. She could not assume that she would be able to hide this since there were other people that saw it. Nonetheless, what you see from this woman, the daughter of Paro, is that she has compassion, but then she has the courage of her compassion to follow through even when it's not going to be easy. And we see an amazing thing that happens. The Torah tells us a little bit later, And the boy grew up and was brought to the daughter of Paro, and she adopted him as her son, Moshe. And she called his name Moshe, Vatomer, because she said, From the water he was plucked, he was drawn out. So first keep in mind that this was not just an isolated incident of compassion, a one-time thing. She took on the responsibility to raise this child as her own, in the palace of Paro. But here's the most surprising. Who gives a baby its name? Parents. Clearly, 
Moshe's parents gave him a name. But we don't call him that. The hero of the Torah, the one who brings out the Jewish people from Egypt, the one who gives us the Torah from Hashem, everybody calls him Moshe. The name not given by his parents, but the name given by this Egyptian princess. And the Medrash takes note of this. The Medrash says, this is a reward for those who do kindness. The Medrash says, although Moshe had many names, certainly including the one that his parents gave him when he was born, the only one by which we know him, the only one that we see God calling him, is the one given to him by the daughter of Paro. So let me ask you a question. What was her name? Well, we don't know. Because nowhere in the Torah is her name explicitly mentioned. But our sages say that her name was Batya, which means the daughter of God. And our rabbis in the Medrash give us an explanation for that name. Listen to this. Our rabbis tell us, The Holy One, blessed be He, said to her, Moshe was not your son, yet you called him your son. You gave him his name. You, daughter of Paro, are not my daughter. You're not from the Jewish people. But I shall call you my daughter, Batya, the daughter of God. What you see from this, says Rabbi Sachs, is that tyranny cannot destroy humanity. Moral courage can sometimes be found in the heart of darkness. And that is why we must never generalize. We must never stereotype. The Egyptians, as terrible as so many of them were towards us, but there were tzaddikim among them. There were righteous among them. There are righteous among every single group. And we have to recognize virtue wherever it is, even among our enemies. Because there is a core of human values, humanity, compassion, and courage. Those values are universal. Holiness maybe is not as universal. Goodness is universal. So let me give you an example of this phenomenon of the names. This is a story told by Rabbi Malik Biederman that relates to this parsha. It's a fantastic story. The Torah tells us that there were two women who were midwives for the Jewish people and helped Jewish women give birth to their children, notwithstanding Paro's decree. One of them was Shifra. Now our sages tell us that she was actually Yocheved, the mother of Moshe. But the reason she was called Shifra is Shemesha Peres Esavlad. She would make the baby beautiful as soon as the baby was born. The other is named Pua. Our sages tell us this is Miriam, the sister of Paro. I'm sorry, the sister of Moshe. But the reason she's named Pua is Shepoa umedaberes v'hoge levlad. Kederach hanoshem hamafaisos tinukaboche. Pua is from a word that means to quiet, 
to sing a lullaby, to calm a baby that's crying. When there would be a baby that had just been born and the baby was crying, she would hold it and sing to it and speak to the baby so that the baby would be calm and not cry. Interesting. Why does the Torah not call them by their correct names? Yocheved and Miriam. Why does the Torah give us these other names, Shifra and Pua? They're very beautiful names, but they're names about the actions they performed. They're not the names that their parents gave them when they were born. Why do we call them Shifra and Pua? So I want to tell you this story. This is a true story. There was a man named Mordechai Goldberg. He passed away a few years ago. It was not his real name. His real name was Mordechai Greenfield. After World War II, in a DP camp, he was a very young man. And everyone in the DP camp after the war was trying to get a visa to emigrate to a safe country. Now, Goldberg had a friend whose name was Engel. And to get a visa at that time, you needed a medical exam. This fellow Engel found out that he had typhus. And he was denied a visa. Goldberg was healthy and he got a visa. And Engel visited Goldberg before he left and he was crying bitterly. I can't leave. And even when I get better from the typhus, there's no country that is going to take me. They'll see that I have a record of having been sick in the past. I'll never be able to get out of here. My whole life is ruined. What am I going to do? So Mordechai Goldberg took his visa and he gave it to Engel. And he said to him, your name is now Goldberg. Go. Go to the new country and live as Goldberg. The real Goldberg stayed. He was stuck there a very long time until finally he was able to get somebody else's visa that didn't need it, whose name was Weinberger. I don't know if this is related to Joe Weinberger. This is a long time ago. His name was Weinberger. And he got a visa, and he went to Canada. He went to Toronto. He went to Toronto as Mordechai Weinberger. He raised a beautiful family. He was successful in business. Many years later, he went to his rabbi and he said to him, Rabbi, you know me as Mordechai Weinberger, but it's not my real name. My real name is Mordechai Goldberg. Maybe I should change it back to my real name, to Goldberg. His rabbi said to him, definitely not. Do not change your name back. Because whenever someone calls you by the name Mordechai Weinberger, there is a celebration in heaven over the greatness of a person 
who did what you did for another, the self-sacrifice to give away your own visa, you don't want to give that up. You don't want to give up that cause for heavenly celebration every time the name Mordechai Weinberger is mentioned. The midwives remained Shifra and Pua because their names attest to their sacrifice to help those babies even though they put themselves in danger. And similarly, the name Batya remains for Moshe, the name that Batya gave him to remind us of the compassion and the courage that she had. Our names are not only what we receive from our parents, even more importantly, they are the names of the good actions that we perform. We should try to live up to our names and we should try to deserve that we act in a way so that we are known by our actions throughout our lives. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.